I have received so many messages from women who are finally finding either the time or the motivation to decorate their homes. They're stuck in isolation and they want their home to be a comfortable space that reflects who they are individually. But all of these women are struggling with the how and the what because there are just so many options on how to decorate a home. So on today's episode with Rachel Van Clive, author of the book, She Made Herself a Home, We are talking about finding your home style and making your space your own. Rachel often says that she has eloquent taste on a target budget, and the same goes for me. And so we came together to share six necessary tips that you should always keep in mind while decorating, where to find the cheaper, nice items, and Rachel shares about her design for her brand new Airbnb and how she and her husband came to own one. I hope that this episode gives you a fresh perspective and new ideas on how to make your house your own. Let's jump in. Hey friends, we were never promised that life would be easy. Sometimes it is hard and super crazy, but when we do life together, we find that it becomes a lot easier and much more fun. I believe in joyful life, in happy parenting, healthy marriages, long lasting friendships, and making perfect memories in imperfect homes. I love to dig deep and talk about the really raw things that people are not always comfortable discussing. And I'm also passionate about sharing practical tips that have helped me to help you navigate through life less stressfully and more purposefully. We will laugh together and struggle together. You will hear honest insights on strengthening your faith and your marriage, parenthood, how to's and so much more so that you can live life and live it with joy. I am Lindsay Maestas. Welcome to the Living Easy Podcast. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Living Easy Podcast. Today, I am here with Rachel Van Clive. Hey, Hello. Rachel. Hey. Um, and she has the Instagram account, Crate and Cottage, and she yeah. is the author of She Made Herself a Home. So we are going to talk about design today, which I'm so excited about because I love design. It is such a fun thing for me, and I know you feel the same. So can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, your family, and how you got into this business of sharing your design with the world? Absolutely. Um, So I am a born and raised Nashvillian, which people call us a unicorn. My husband and I are both (laughs) born and raised here. I kind of had the um, quintessential upbringing. I had went to private school. My parents were still in love. I have two sisters. I met my husband um, at church when I was 14 and he was 17. So we've been together almost 20 years. Wow. And that's a long time. Um, So we grew up together meeting at church. We've been through a lot together. Um, We built our first house, actually, lucky enough to build it. My mom gave us a lot behind their their home. So we built our first starter home um, and lived there 10 years, saving our money, doing what we had to do. Um, And then I had my first son and all that quintessentialness (laughs) kind of south. All I ever wanted to be was a mom and it kind of burst my bubble when I became one. Mm. I had postpartum. We almost lost our marriage. Long story short, um, design helped me come out of it. I started I've always enjoyed design. My mom is a big antiquer. She drug me everywhere. We always got to redo our rooms. So I kind of was brought up that way. And design, I didn't know it was in me, but innately it was always. And so after I had the baby and kind of lost my purpose, I thought I've got to have something to do. So 
I got up and started taking pictures of around my house, my old house. And every day I gave myself a job. It was something I could do for myself, even though no one was really watching. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to do this secretly. I want to start Creighton Cottage. And if I get 500 followers, then maybe I'll share with the real people in my life. Um, It was easier to share, you know, without telling people what I was doing. Mm -hmm. And then slowly it got bigger and bigger. And um, then we built our current farmhouse on 20 acres and, because of that, I just thought, I'll take people along for the journey. Why not? It'll be a journal for myself. And then lo and behold, you know, with the consistency and the passion behind it, people started really following. I created a community. Um, and now here I am with a book because of this little Instagram app. But design's always been a part of my life. So Richard and I own a real estate business, um, a brokerage right outside of Nashville. We've been in it 10 to 11 years. So we flipped homes. We're doing an Airbnb now. And so design has been all around and now I'm just lucky enough to get to use it. And that's a long story. I love that. (laughs) I think one, people, it's so refreshing sometimes for people to realize that like even if you dreamt of this perfect home life and they're going to be this perfect mom who has it all together, that sometimes hormones just don't allow for that with postpartum anxiety and depression. And then also reality sets in that it can be hard. And there are some people I know where that is their calling. You know, that is their one thing. They don't want to do anything else. And that's awesome, you know, but it's also okay to not totally feel that way, you know, and to like to need something for yourself because then you're healthier for the sake of your family because you're happy. And it took me a while to get yeah, there. Yeah, <laughs> I understand. But thanks for sharing that because it is important. Um, I oh, have yeah. a question for you. So my husband and I recently traveled to Nashville. I've been there a couple of times. He went this first time with me and we fell in love. So we are from <laughs> desert land. So Nashville, Franklin were like a dream for us. Oh, the green. Everything's green. That's what everybody it is. says. It's so green. So are you – you're on 20 acres. So obviously you're not in the heart of Nashville. So are you like on the outskirts of Nashville or are you in a different town? We're about 20 minutes, 20 to 30 minutes um, east. Okay. Okay. So you mentioned your Airbnb, which I want to talk about because I think it's so interesting for people who don't know much about Airbnb or people who own them. My mom owns an an Airbnb and one of my best friends does as well. And they really love it. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about your project, Crate and Cabin? How did you decide to do that? Well, let's see. So the neighborhood we built it in is about an hour and a half on the Cumberland Plateau, going south more toward Chattanooga. And I just, I grew up there as a little girl. My parents had a um, house there and we spent some time every summer, you know, going. And I was just really, I really loved the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So I took my husband back and kids back and we found a lot. And I was like, let's just take a risk. <laughs> and we kind of did. Um, and we decided to build a cabin there. I have gotten a few questions on Instagram, like, why would you do an Airbnb over just selling it? And why would you do an Airbnb over renting it full time? And I think it's because we also want to enjoy the yes. getaway ourselves. Um, but we also want it to pay for itself. Mm-hmm. So and that's it's the best of both. Yeah, worlds. it's actually incredibly profitable. The house that we're in now, we wouldn't ever sell it. If we were to leave, we would do an Airbnb. I think one versus a regular, like Airbnb versus a regular renter, 
it's more guaranteed that your space is going to be taken care of because you're in and out so consistently. But the only thing I know that really takes up time is the cleaning process. Are you going to clean it yourself or are you going to hire that out? Oh, no. <laughs> because it's an hour and a oh, half right. away, I just couldn't. I could not get there every minute. But we do have – we also have a friend of ours managing okay. it. Okay. Um, who does it for a living. So it's it's worth the fees to me to have someone do it and not have to think about it. So he contacts the hosts. Um, he hosts and has all the connections and ranges the cleaner to go and leaves out the extra coffees, all the yeah. things like he ha- he's going to do. So this is our first. So I'm just kind of learning as we go. If it is profitable, we'd like to do more it's just one of those oh, things. I'm, I'm excited for you. It's such a good – I mean, from Thank the experiences you. that people in my life have had, it's very, very profitable. It's fun, you know, and it's so cool to have, like you said, something to go to whenever you want a vacation that you can just block it off for a few weeks and go with your family. Right. And the, It's totally just the new yeah. way to like, oh, you don't have to stay in a hotel. I can stay here. We never go to hotels anymore, honestly. Right. We almost always go to, especially with kids, because then they can have their own separate room and aren't waking right. you up <laughs> all the time. Right. But the design is so mm-hmm. good, Rachel. It's so cute. I love the colors outside. Those it's like a dark. Is it like a charcoal gray and white? It's actually black. Is it, it black? Kind of comes across as some people think it's navy, but it's so it's cool. black. So we have our white farmhouse and our black log cabin. Yeah. Okay. So talk a little bit about that. The style is totally different for the Airbnb than for your cottage style home. Um, it's rustic with wood tones. How did you choose a design for this, and why did you stray away from your home style? Um, let's. Okay, I want to go back to like a wedding. So I could have four different weddings. <laughs> I can have a beach wedding and a, you know, church wedding and traditional wedding and all the things. And I, I wanted to be a wedding planner way back in the day, but yeah. it kind of followed me into homes. Like I appreciate all styles. I, you could just give me a beach home and then the modern cabin and then my farmhouse style home. I appreciate them all. And I, I think it's a testament to a designer if you can do all styles and, mm. you know, it gives me the option to be able to help people. Um, outside of my comfort zone. And so this cabin was just, I so appreciate that modern boho feel and it gave me somewhere else to do it. So yeah, I'm thinking the other ones we do will be totally different as well, but I just, it lets me, you know, expand and your use style. my yeah. style in different ways. Yeah. I love that. I feel like that with my home that I have such different, even in each room, that each room is a little mm-hmm. bit different. Like I went more coastally bright whites for my kitchen and then my bathroom is much more modern, kind of like sleek with blacks and brasses. Yep. That's how I am in a click. Yeah. It's fun. Design. And that's, I think yeah. that's the cool thing is that when you're finding your style for your home, it doesn't have to be consistent throughout the home. Like you can kind of mix, mix and match things so that it does feel cohesive. But at the same time, you can go out of your comfort zone and do something totally different than – Yeah, that's a lot of questions I get is how do you make your styles cohesive if you like all different kinds of things? Yeah. So, you know, you just play up the colors and the tones of things that you use. If you like vintage, mix it in all the rooms in a different way. But yeah, your before and afters are amazing. Oh, thank you. They're fun. Those are so fun to do. 
Because this is an episode in our new quarantine series, I wanted to give you guys some very implementable tips to transform your home while you're stuck at home. I will be sending these tips out also in a printable PDF format to my mailing list. So if you'd like to receive them, just visit sparrowsandlily.com backslash community. I want to share six tips that were essential in creating the perfect cozy space that we used in our fixer upper. This is a great time for you all to start if you're working on finding your style. So take it one step at a time and quick tip, remember not to buy everything all at once because you really want to get the feel for your home as you bring new pieces in or paint your walls. Also, my podcast and other resources will always be totally free to you guys, but if you've ever found this podcast or my blog or Instagram encouraging or helpful, would you consider buying me one cup of coffee a month to keep it all going? If so, just go to patreon.com backslash living easy to donate. The link is also in my show notes. All of the proceeds will go directly back to my ministry. Now on to the tips. Number one. Keep most wall colors light and neutral. Paint changes everything, you guys. When we moved into our first house, we chose to paint the living room dark brown. I don't know what we were thinking. We also added a dark brown mirror on top of that. So I'm learning. I'm growing just as you are. But my house is now almost completely white. We've added wallpaper and we've added color with our decor. And so dark walls will close a space in. So if you want to add warm wood tones or bright colors, do that with your decor and keep your paint light. Number two, if you can, make sure your couches talk with your chairs. So keep them across from one another in either an H shape or to the side of the couch with a U shape. Number three, put your curtain rod to the very top of your ceiling to raise the ceiling. Your curtain should be about five to seven inches above the window casing. This has changed the game for me. It really does transform a room. And make sure to use sheer or lightweight fabrics to let the most amount of light in. Bright is good. Number four, keep artwork at eye level. This is a huge mistake a lot of people make. They put artwork way too high. Um, So keep it directly at eye level. Studio McGee on Instagram is like my inspiration and on Pinterest. They are one of my favorite brands to follow online and I just get pretty much all of my ideas from them. And they just launched a line at Target and their artwork is affordable and beautiful. So check that out. Number five, use the proper size rug. So for a dining room rug, make sure all feet of your chairs are on the rug around the whole table. For a queen bed, do an eight by 10 rug. For a king bed, do a nine by 12. So your bed should be fully on the rug and you should still have space for chairs or a bench. For most living rooms, a nine by 12 or 10 by 14 is ideal. Keep at least six inches of space on the sides and make sure the front legs of your sofa and chairs are on the rug. Lastly, number six, update your lighting. Old or gaudy lighting makes a home look old. Overstock.com, Amazon, and Wayfair have great modern lighting options that will really, really update your home quickly. I hope this helps. Let's talk a little bit about design. What are your three best budget-friendly tips for designing or for doing renovations? I always say my first tip is paint. Yes, People, you just, $30, you know, can change a room with a fresh coat of paint. I think people underestimate it. Maybe they're scared to pick paint colors. When in doubt, just go neutral. You know, you can bring color in with pillows and throws and accessories, but don't underestimate the power of paint would be my That's first good. one. And then second is to shop local. I, 
not necessarily mom and pop shops, but get on Facebook Marketplace and Craigslist and OfferUp is a great app mm-hmm. to use. I've gotten so many pieces from there, my dining room table and chairs and just big pieces of furniture. It's like an ongoing garage sale. <laughs> so get on Facebook Marketplace if you're looking for something specific and um, search the locals because you're going to find something more unique there anyways. That's way you know less expensive than going to a Macy's or a Ashley's furniture. Right. And then my third tip would be Amazon. So I am an Amazon Ooh, me girl. too. Through <laughs> and through, I, I really did this whole cabin with Amazon and Wayfair. So, but I think people forget, like, if you're going into Walmart or wherever you're going, make sure you check Amazon mm-hmm. first because more than likely these dealers have their stuff there anyway. Yes, I am. So those are being like budget friendly. Those tips. are so good. And it's so true. I think my sister is a thrifter. And she finds these extremely beautiful pieces like armoires and uh, peacock chairs for ridiculous prices. And honestly, for me, I'm not the type to go thrifting. It's not – I'm not used to it. But every time she goes, I'm so blown away at what she can find. And I also – I love Wayfair. We used Wayfair.com as well and Amazon for pretty much Mm -hmm. our entire house. But one thing I have found – is that sometimes Home Depot or Lowe's has the exact same items for much, much cheaper. So something to look into is to see what they have because, I mean, not always. They don't always have the exact same designs, but you may be able to find something a lot more affordable because I think they're trying to step up their game a little bit. Oh, yeah. Our living – actually, our living room couches are Home Depot. Oh, really? And people are so shocked. Like, they have furniture. I'm like, yeah, they have a whole – homedecorators.com is their whole – furniture line and they have some great options. On I there. actually did not know that at all. That's good to know. Um, okay, Rachel. So where do you find when you're designing your home or when you're designing the cabin, where do you find inspo for those designs? And what would be your encouragement to someone who doesn't even know what they like or where to begin? I, well, I could plug my book a little. Yeah, for sure. But, um, I really use Instagram. Honestly, I like to see like real women using what they have and repurposing and you know you'll see someone paint a wall black lately and it looks so amazing and it's just watching someone do it and feeling confident like maybe I could do it too so it's like a trust factor Mm -hmm. so I get I get my inspo from Instagram or Pinterest of course Um, when people don't know their style I always say get on Pinterest or go back to cutting out magazine photos and anything that you like cut it out and then lay them all out or look at them all on a board and you will start to see some similarities yeah. pieced together. Is it color? Is it this modern style of furniture? You know, whatever it is, you'll start seeing some similarities in the photos. And then you can kind of piece together your style. Yeah. Um, actually, in my book, I have a little style quiz on how to find your style. Some people, I mean, most people know what they like. They just don't know how to categorize it into a style. Like you and I talked about, I'm eclectic. So I like all different kinds of things yeah. thrown together. I wouldn't put it in one category. Yeah. I feel like for me, when we were we were initially planning to build a house, which gave me my first thoughts on what we would do with the house. And I printed out, so, and I don't usually print things, but to get my mind to grasp what I was trying to do, I printed everything out, all of my pictures from Pinterest that I loved, and I categorized mm-hmm. them. Like I did that I, too. Did you? Yeah, <laughs> yep. like exterior and then kitchen and bathroom, master bathroom. And it helped me because then I could literally 
with my hand, circle things like, okay, I love this vanity, but I don't love this mirror. I love this. And then I started seeing the tones I loved, the the color scheme that I was going mm-hmm. toward and like the feel. Because I think the feel of a space is so, so important. Like I said, my exactly. master bath, I wanted it to be a safe place. Like I wanted it to be my cozy space. And so I spent a lot of time on that room. And then the kitchen, mm-hmm. I wanted to be lively and bright and clean and fun. And so I think that feel and determining what you want that space to make your guests feel is also really important. Oh yeah. The intentionality mm. of a space. Like figure that out first, figure out your feel like you're talking about before you even think about designing it. Because to me, it's more important. Like you said, what, what do your friends feel when yeah. they leave? What do your kids feel coming home to? Like the feeling is what creates the home, not necessarily the yes. design. So get that yeah. down first. And I want to ask you, so since you love design so much and you love creating in your home and for that to be your space, are you a super, super clean person? <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, my husband is too. So we've got double, like yeah. double whammy cleaners. Um, honestly, I just have a space for everything. A, a lady told me once when I got married, I remember clear as day. She said, if everything has a place, you won't have to deal mm. with clutter. If everything gets put back in its home. So that's kind of been my motto. Like the kids' toys, they know where to put them. The keys, we know where to put them. My clothes, you know, everything has its home. And so it's really limited that clutter that piles up in places. I mean, yes, go in my laundry room right now. It's a mess. <laughs> but in general, things have a home and we try to keep things tidy. It keeps me sane. Yeah. Okay. I have a question for you. What do you do then? Because this is the thing that does not have a home in our house. Like schoolwork, papers, And like you mentioned, keys, all of the stuff when you first get home, that where Mm -hmm. does that all go for you? So I always say a drop zone. So I have, not in my main entry, but off the side garage, of course, I have, I put up hooks, easy, cheap thing, just put up, we did board and batten, but we also got some hooks um, cheaply from Hobby Lobby. Everyone has somewhere to put their bag. Um, You can keep the schoolwork in there, but the papers that you take out, there's a and the ones that you want to save but don't really want to save. <laughs> um, there's an app called Archive on, I mean, in the App Store. And you can take photos of your kids' pictures or whatever you want to save. And then it categorizes them by year, by child, by date, by subject. And then at the end of the year, you can print out their work or you can save it in there for years to come. So that's a tip that saved me because I always tell my kids, I'm going to throw it away, but I'm taking a picture mm-hmm. of it, you know, so I can get rid of the clutter that way. Also, you know, you could create folders per kid. I've seen a lot of people do that. Since we homeschool, my stuff's kind of in one place. But is that, does that app make them into a book? I recently saw an app that can make that. Okay. I love that idea. That's so clever. Yeah. And then I just store them in there. It's like a cloud almost, and it stores all the kids' work. So in the future, I'll have one big book. Yeah. And then so for keys and things, I have one drawer that we put them in. Everyone has a junk drawer and yeah. <laughs> sometimes there's not getting around it, but you can also hang your keys on a hook or put the bills in one place for you to go through later. Just kind of a drop zone. That's good. I need like for a little items. box or something in my kitchen. Yep. That's yeah. what I have, a sorter box in my kitchen. Okay. Good. Thank you. That's helpful to me. I'm like, I'm oh, yeah. on this mission this year to start really getting organized. And I've, because we moved, obviously it helped us a lot to declutter and get rid of things, but right. there's still 
a lot of areas that I don't feel fully comfortable with, but I'm taking them a day at a time. I'm not allowing myself to get overwhelmed and feel like I'm drowning in it, but that I realize, okay, this room really needs some work and it needs a place. And slowly but surely, I'm starting to feel more comfortable in my space. Like there's just- always say like one drawer at a time, one room at a time, one cabinet at a time. (laughs) That's so good. So I know you had mentioned a few already, but what are your top three places- to shop for home decor that maybe you haven't mentioned? Are there other places that you like to look where people can search and find unique things? Um, obviously, I did say Amazon. I still love TJ Maxx yes. for things. You know, I've been looking for pillows this week and they, they're they just the place. They organize the colors. They have what I need and it's in and out. Easy. And it's pretty affordable um, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Also, again, love Facebook Marketplace for unique items. And then I was going to mention, if you love the farmhouse, it's not even always farmhouse. Antiquefarmhouse.com is a great site for new things that look old or unique. Mm. Um, They're branching out into all types of design, but I love working with them and they're a great company. So that would be another one. Awesome. So tell us a little bit um, before we close out, tell us a little bit about She Made Herself a Home. What is the premise of the book? What will people gain when they open your book and see your pictures and read your words? So I hope people gain my heart, first Mm. of all, because that's way far um, worth more to me than um, a book about decor. But it was honestly hard for me to write because I thought, how can I put my heart into a decor and kind of mixing all of that together. But this book is strictly about women. It's I actually asked, um, there's 40 women in the book. Oh, wow. Well, their pictures make up the book. And then there's 12 bios on certain women that I've chosen. Um, and they're all Instagram women. They're not experts in the field. They're just moms and grandmothers and single women um, who all use their talents and design to share tips with the reader. So you'll get all kinds of tips from all different styles, where to shop, you know, what are the top three things that you need for this room and that room, but mostly you'll get the feel of intention for your home, how to create a home of intention. And that's kind of how I want the book to be known, kind of walks you through, almost like I'm walking you through my home. Like, here's the entryway. What do I need in this space and how can you use it? And how do you want people to feel when they come into your home? And then I take you into the living room and and so on and so so forth throughout the whole house. Um, And then there's tips and tricks. But all the pictures are made up of my home and these other women just to inspire and encourage women that you have a purpose, you're created for a purpose, Mm -hmm. and you can use your talent. So I definitely am excited yeah, for Yeah, I'm excited for you. And as you say that, um, you're created for a purpose. Can you talk a little bit about that? How can something as simple as design, or for me, something as simple as a podcast, how does that work toward a greater purpose? Well, you know, I didn't know that I had a greater purpose at one point in my life. I knew that the Lord created me with intention and that I have something to share, but I wasn't quite sure what it was. And I think if you're open and willing to, to hear and listen and kind of go back to your roots, like what did you love when you were a little girl? What did mm. you, what do you still dream about that has gotten buried, you know, buried behind being a mom and working and trying to pay the bills and all the things it's still there. I think it's just unearthing what's inside. And so when I finally did that, and it's so hard to also like take some time for yourself, you know, you just want to shout it at these women, like you deserve it, not the mom guilt, not the the hustle and the bustle, but some time for you to find what it is that's hiding. And so I did that with design. And because of it, 
you know, I always tell people like, it's not, I don't necessarily want to share decor, but it's given me a platform to share what I want to share and hopefully encourage women. Yeah. And so I think sometimes you discover it along the path, if that makes yeah. sense. Um, you don't always know your purpose, but I feel like if you lean into your heart's desires, things will come into fruition. Amen. Thanks, Rachel. And you guys can follow Thank along you. with her on Instagram. Tell us your website and your Instagram names and everything, just so that people have it at their fingertips. Yeah. So everything's Creighton Cottage. It's CreightonCottage.com and at Creighton Cottage on Instagram. And my book will be sold wherever books are sold. I'm so, so excited and for you. I know you, that's girl. a huge feat. <laughs> it's a lot of work oh, yeah. and there's a lot that goes into it. It's not just like, oh, hey, I wrote oh, yeah. a book. So I'm yeah, years. yeah <laughs> I'm excited for you. And then also years and building you, up that platform and communicating and like you said, yeah. building a community. So it's a huge obstacle, but it is so admirable. So Thank good you, luck. Girl. Of course, I'll be praying for you and success Thanks for you. For having me. Of course. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode, the best thank you you could ever offer is to share the love. The simple act of taking a quick screenshot of the episode and tagging at Living Easy Podcast makes such a huge difference in this journey. If you're impacted, someone else might be too, so don't hesitate to share a little hope and joy with the people that you love. Also, if you haven't already, please do scroll down from this episode to give a star rating and quick review for the podcast. It only takes a minute, but the impact is huge. Thank you all so much for your support. Feel free to connect with me on Instagram at livingeasypodcast and at lindsay.myestis. Love you guys.